Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. What's going on, everybody? Arjo Joe here from SB Nation's bloggingtheboys.com. Welcome to the latest live stream that we are doing on the Blog and the Boys YouTube channel. And for the first time in a long time, the Blog and the Boys Facebook page. This is a live streamed episode with our Talking the Draft crew. You can listen to these guys every Wednesday on the Blog and the Boys podcast feed. It is available on all major podcast platforms. That's Apple devices, Spotify, wherever else you want to get your podcast. You can hear the beautiful audio stylings of Connor Livesey, who's to my left. Uh, to my right, I don't know exactly how this is oriented. Below him, Cole Patterson, last week's MVP here on our live stream. The week before, Dalton Miller, who's underneath me, only in the stream, not in any other capacity. Don't get it mixed up, anybody. Uh, he has won an MVP. Connor, you are the only person who has not walked away with the prestigious hardware that we associate with the Blog and the Boys live streams that we do. How do you feel as we begin tonight's live stream? Well, you called me Jalen Smith last week uh, <laughs> as we closed the show, so I'm doing great. Um, the you know owner ain't tripping. Dan Rogers, old blog and the boys front page writer. I say old. Dan exited uh, just like a month ago. It hasn't been that long. Dan, good to see you. Hope you're doing well. Uh, we will be doing a full first round mock draft. We did this two weeks ago. Patrick Sertan was the pick for the Dallas Cowboys. Connor will be starting things off with the first overall pick. Cole will go second. Dalton will go third. We'll go on and on in a circle like that. I am here to offer nothing other than an occasional joke, um, an occasional limerick, uh, and to represent Manchester United because the Super League is dead. Uh, just so you guys know, uh, we are speaking of the Super League and European powerhouses. Joe Trancina is watching from Italy. Dalton, do you speak any Italian? I do not. Cole, how about you? Uh, unfortunately, I do not either. Mm, do you guys bon like pizza? Bon appetit. I like yeah, fast cars. Uh, it's it's bone appetite, Connor. <laughs> no, it's um, bone apple tea. So um, you know, bone apple tea. That was uh, close enough, I suppose. Let's go ahead and take a look at the NFL draft order as things currently stand. Lots of reports, though, circulating in the NFL world, which is why you always want to stay tuned to Blog and the Boys and all of our ensuing properties because we keep you updated. Uh, right now, the Jacksonville Jaguars hold the number one overall pick. I don't think we'll see any changes in the top three uh, before draft day next Thursday. So, Cole, you are up first. Uh, Cole, my bad. Cole, I'm, you're on my mind because you were MVP last week. That's my bad. Uh, Connor, in the not crown. Not to uh, not to totally, you know, uh, kind of poo-poo you or anything. And keep in mind, Jared Odell says the Cowboys need to nail this draft. So uh, get the hammer out, if you will. Uh, who do you have the Jacksonville Jaguars taking with the number one overall pick? No, a lot of thought went into this pick. I, I thought about going multiple directions, but it's it's still going to be Trevor Lawrence, Clemson quarterback. I, I think that that is just absolutely 
written in Sharpie, doubled over in paint. Like, I don't think that's going to change at all. So I think it's going to be Trevor Lawrence. Uh, pretty certain it's going to be Trevor Lawrence. And if you're a betting man, I would put money on it being Trevor Lawrence. Are you a betting man? Yes. Mm, okay. That's interesting. You are a betting man. Uh, it seems we've lost Cole for the time being. I'm sure Cole will make his way back into the stream. That's what happens when you're live. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people just dip out. Dalton, I don't know if you were uh, involved um, in pushing not. him out of the way. But I because, well, I only bring that up because looking at the screen now, you're the only guy on the bottom. And let's get just, Cole back up here. I, and let, I'm just I'm just saying that Jalen Smith has a tendency to like maybe knock his teammates out of some plays every once in a while. <laughs> You know, I think that's what happened there. Yeah. Uh, that's fair. That's Cole, uh, glad to see you're alive. Yeah. Uh, you're that's doing well. Um, shockingly, Connor took Trevor Lawrence <laughs> for the Jacksonville Jaguars at the number one overall pick. You are up on behalf of the New York Jets. Who are you taking? Yeah. Um, I guess uh, all the team leaders are saying they go Zach Wilson. So, I, so that's who we have them going. The Jets taking the, the BYU quarterback. Um you know, I think Justin Fields deserves some serious consideration here. But, um, yeah, all the tea leaves are pointing towards uh, Zach Wilson going to the Bay Apple. Yeah, it feels like Justin Fields as as a New York Jet has just, like, been completely forgotten about. Like, nobody really cares. Nobody's even considering it anymore. It's just Zach Wilson. Did you guys see the Chipotle thing about him last week? I did not see this. What was the story about him and Chipotle? No, I, I didn't see, see the story on it. I just saw I somebody post a graphic today on it. Okay, so there's there's some association with Zach Wilson and Chipotle. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, Connor. yeah. I did see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, you did see it, so you lied. No, uh, no. What, what's Sorry. the story? All I know is that I think that he's actually sponsored by them now. Okay, I think that's Dalton, a legitimate thing. So. Are, are you a, uh, a bowl or a burrito guy when it comes to uh, I, I switch it up, actually. It depends on mm. the situation. Mm, I'm a, I, and if I'm getting a burrito, I'm a double wrap guy. Mm. I go all the carbs. You want to be taken care of. That's fine. Uh, Dalton, you are up. I don't know if I should address you as Dalton. Friend of all of ours, Bobby Belt, uh, thinks it's really cool <laughs> that we got Rodrigo Blankenship to guest on this mock draft. Um, I don't know if you feel like that's accurate. Has that? Um, have you ever had that You know, comparison drawn to you, Dalton? No, I've never had that comparison drawn to me, and I've I've been around Rodrigo in person. I'm bigger than Rodrigo. Um, wow, I think, flex. I think, I, think that's, I think that's for me. Is oh, because I, I, I'm wearing I went glasses. off the glasses. Yeah, yeah I, that's what yeah, I but, went off but, of too. But but normally, Rodrigo is <laughs> is active. Yeah, I mean I've, that makes I've a lot more I've sense. I've deactivated Rodrigo for this. <laughs> Bobby, I was gonna Bobby say. I was going to say Dalton has an early lead for tonight's MVP if he's drawing Rodrigo Blankenship comparisons. But if it's you, not Connor, if you saw, not if you saw him at the Senior Bowl. I mean, look, no MVPs there. Oh well, that's <laughs> that's true too. But anyway, uh, Dalton, you're up first or with your first pick. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson off the board. Justin Fields still available for the San Francisco yep. 49ers. Uh, people are trying to say that the draft really starts at number three. I don't mm -hmm. think it really does. We know what it is. It's just some, it's a number of directions, but honestly what they do could send this in a number of directions, depending on the quarterback that they take. So um, choose responsibly. Yeah. I mean, I think that's why the draft really does start here because we know that they're going to go with quarterback, but I think depending on what quarterback goes is what is going to end up happening after that. It's all going to have a domino effect. Um, and so here I'm not getting 
uh, McCorkle's tattoo or uh, tattoo on my arm. Um, and Trey Lance is going to be the pick here. Um, I think that when we initially heard about the trade, the initial name was Trey Lance. And then for some reason, very quickly after that, Trey Lance's name disappeared. And then we started getting the, the Mac Jones rumors hot and heavy. And then we started to turn it to fields. And now it's not going to be, you know how the, the draft process goes here. But I, I think that at the end of the day, this name is the one that I think we kept going back to. Like, this is what they said right away. I think that they tried to maybe silence that and have people not think that. But I don't know why they're hiding it. Um, Connor, Connor, I want to ask you because it's it's going to be one of – a handful of directions, right? It's either Trey Lance, which I think would be this the shocker now. Um, yeah. Like like Mac Jones has its own bit of steam. Justin Fields has his own bit of steam. Which quarterback domino that falls at three creates the best scenario for the Cowboys? I for the Cowboys probably Mac Jones mm. because you feel like Trey Lance and Justin Fields is definitely going to go before ten. Where if it's Fields and Lance or Lance and Fields. Jones could fall to 15 to the, you know, Pats or even further. So I think that if Mac Jones goes at three, you're like, wow, there's definitely going to be four, uh, you know, five quarterbacks go before the 10th overall pick, which gives you five stud either defense or offensive players to pick from. So definitely for, for that question, I'd say Mac Jones. Uh, Jay Crowder agrees with you. So Dalton not really picking with the interest of the Cowboys in mind. Got to deduct points for you in the MVP race tonight. Um, I got to be hey, objective about this. That's true. That's true. Okay. Trey Lance goes number three to San Francisco. Dalton, number four, where the draft really starts again. Everybody's trying. Everybody wants to be the, the swing point in the draft, but the Atlanta Falcons could be the place where the first non-quarterback goes. It could be the place where the first um, quarterback in a long time in Atlanta goes. Uh, there are no trades here for the purposes of this discussion. We did not do any trades. Uh, so this is just one through 32 as things currently stand. So you are picking on behalf of the Atlanta Falcons. Apologies, Connor. Who do you got? We uh, we're gonna go with Justin Fields. Um, I just mm. for the Falcons, I don't. I think it could. It's gonna come down to Justin Fields, Trey Lance, or Kyle Pitts. I think it's you could almost write it in stone that it'll be one of those three guys. Um, if Trey Lance goes three, I think it's in down to two. I don't think they'd have interest in Mac Jones because they have a similar style of player in Matt Ryan that's kind of working his way out of Atlanta. Um, for me, I mean, you just – you don't – for the Falcons, you're not in a real, like, rebuilding phase yet. You're right. not a young team. You're kind of getting to that transition point with the quarterback. Like, this is the perfect situation for you to draft Justin Fields, a guy who I think is the second-best quarterback in this class, a top-ten player in this class. He can come in. He can sit a year if you need him to. Um, I, I know the financial situation with Matt Ryan makes it tough to really move on right now. Uh, but in the next year or two, you can move on from them. You can always find a trade partner from an, uh, an aggressive team trying to win now. So if you wanted to try to move Matt Ryan um, and, and maybe save some of the the you know hit of lo losing a potential Hall of Fame style of quarterback, you could do that by trading him and uh, getting some picks back. But I think you can't pass up on a quarterback because your odds of getting into the top five again for Atlanta within the next two or three years when you're going to need to draft the quarterback isn't very high, I don't think. Mm, that's interesting. Where is the best non-Atlanta home for Matt Ryan? Like you're living down, you're playing out this hypothetical now. So like you're running the Falcons. Where do you want to trade Matt Ryan to? I mean, at this point, with his dollar figure, his cap hit, I'd trade him to whoever would take him at that point. You know, whatever. <laughs> That's I can, okay. I mean, you have to pick a team. 
You put me on the spot. That's tough. Connor, um, if you want to win MVP, I mean, you got to be ready. I mean, you can't be Jalen, I mean, you know, unability, you know, unable to move side to side. I mean, I'm not, I mean, I'm not you know. saying like the Patriots probably wouldn't, but the Patriots make a ton of sense. Like they need a quarterback. They built their roster in free agency to go out and win, be a playoff contender, like trading Matt Ryan to the Patriots and make a ton of sense. It just, I don't know if that's a, something Bill Belichick and, and Robert Kraft would do. The Boston connection is obvious. Dalton raised his hand. Only person in our live stream history to do that. So really um, earning some points here in, in the host size, at least. Dalton, you have a thought on Matt Ryan. Dalton, you're muted, I think. Oh, um, yes. The Saints. <laughs> oh, this... the Saints are the team that I you just lost some points, man. I got, I mean... Listen, I got, a, I got a cat under me, and it's meowing super loud, like through my headphones. And can you guys hear that? It's... We can't. Okay, cool. That's all I needed to know because it's annoying me. And so I'm trying to fight through that. But uh, but no, I think that the Saints would be a really good fit for Matt Ryan. He's, you know, getting up there. We we know what Sean Payton can do with an immobile quarterback. If it doesn't work out with Jameis Winston, I think that's the direction you have to go. I mean, they would have had to have the money for it, which they don't. Right. But I, I think that's, that's the only just thing with them. From a fit perspective, I really like right. that spot. Joshua Parker says Denver, maybe. Denver, yeah. That, uh, that kind of weapons. Yep. Lance, Good Bell, line. Lance Bell on our Facebook page. The first time we're streaming on Facebook. So shout out to the Facebook audience, the Book of Faces. Uh, great people out there. Uh, says, I live in Georgia. The Falcons will not let Justin Fields get by them. No doubt. So, Connor, so, good job by you. Justin Fields is just an Atlanta Falcons quarterback, too. Like, he, he like, everything about him says he could succeed in Atlanta. I don't know what it is. Like, he played, obviously, in Georgia. Uh, I mean, Georgia. He, he, yep. he's from Georgia. He played at Ohio State, but he's from Georgia. Like just the like the way he carries himself just feels very like, oh, I belong in Atlanta. Like I just could see him having a long, successful career as a Falcon. For sure. Yeah. Uh, Cole, before we get to you and the Cincinnati <laughs> Bengals, um, I don't still don't know which uh, which one of Connor or Dalton was compared to Rodrigo Blankenship. But we do have a specific <laughs> comment for Dalton. Friend of ours, Marcus Mosier from the Locked on Cowboys podcast uh, says he's mesmerized <laughs> by your mustache, Dalton. <laughs> Um, you using any oils here? Like you've got a, got a comb, like what's, what's the deal? No, you, you know, I actually do absolutely nothing to it and it's about to get mostly chopped off. I gotta, I gotta pare it down a little bit. The wife doesn't like it too bushy. So mm. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta get rid of it. I'm just waiting as long as possible. She's the boss. Uh, okay, mm -hmm. Cole, you are up with the Cincinnati Bengals. Brian Curry, hope I'm pronouncing this correctly, says Bengals taking chase book it. Do you have the Cincinnati Bengals taking Jamar Chase. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that is a sexy pick. Um, obviously Burrow and Chase, uh, you know, create a dynamic duo at LSU. Um, wide receiver, you know, it's a skill position. All the fans love that. But man, especially after seeing that Joe Burrow picture with the new uniforms, you saw that big scar on his on his knee um from that devastating injury. I think I don't think the Bengals will be able to survive a PR um the PR backlash that would come with passing up any soul. I think soul is too good of a prospect at uh, this point in the draft. I think you'd be uh, protecting, you know, Burroughs blindside for the next decade. And I don't, I mean, there, there's enough receivers you can get in the second round. I think you can get a playmaker later on in the draft, but soul is the bona fide guy that I think you have to get. First quarterback off the, or first non quarterback off the board, excuse me, not Kyle Pitts. I think that pick makes sense, Cole. Uh, mm. One to ten, ten being sexy to use your word, and one being not sexy. Uh, what were your thoughts on the Bengals' new uniforms? Oh, uh, I'd probably say eight. Um, eight. I really, I, they I were really awful. Like, 
I really like the all white. I really like the all white. The all white. Yes, and the all white is clean. They already like had the an all white jersey. They didn't need new ones for that. I'm a sucker for the all whites. I mean, look, here's I don't want to get way off topic, but my biggest gripe with the Bengals is their logo. Do y'all know what their logo is? Like what they put at the 50 yard line? It's a bit it's, the, the it's a it's a B. Like yeah. you know, like they have a tiger as yeah. their mascot. <laughs> and and like you go and like yeah, you know, awesome. Cole, you're wearing a cowboy's hat and a cowboy's, you know, shirt. If you go buy that stuff in Bengals versions. It's just a B. Like it's not even the tiger on there. Like it's so stupid the way. And yeah, I also no, I agree with that. I also yeah. think a Bengals helmet or the Bengals helmet rather would would be a nightmare to get autographs on. You know what I mean? Because like, how, what do you do? Like, do you just have them sign along the orange? Like, it'd be terrible. Because uh, like the silver doesn't always show. Whatever. That's a whole different point. Um, we'll, we'll move on. Uh, Dalton, the Miami Dolphins up next at number six overall. Kyle Pitts. Um, he, this was a tough one. This was uh, it was no it was actually tough because you know between him and Chase because they do already have uh, Mike Gesicki there Mike Gesicki was you know I think their second leading receiver last year um, and Kyle Pitts is just a, a generational type of, of prospect and I don't use that word uh, very often when it comes to guys I actually kind of hate that moniker but we haven't seen an athletic presence like him at 20 years old. Like we have to understand he was still a, a teenager for doing a, a lot of that work. So I think that, you know, he is that type of difference maker that even though he doesn't fit a, you know, full need for them because he's not a, you know, quote unquote receiver. I think that it helps out too. I think that it, you know, puts another guy in the line of scrimmage, um, creates, you know, a, a situation where the defense has to stay um, in a, a normal uh, 4-3, like their base defense, um, and and go a little bit heavier, and that creates a mismatch for either Gasecki or or for uh, Pitts. And the thing that a lot of people don't talk about is Pitts is a decent blocker, and he's going to get better as he fills out and gets kind of his you know professional body in. Uh, I I just I think that it's it's too good of a, a talent to pass up on just because he's not a specific need. Mm, you've got the best pick of the draft so far, Dalton. Once again, in the running for MVP, it's well done. Um, congratulations. Good job by you. Uh, yeah, I mean, dab it up. Uh, but yeah, still a lot of draft no, to go. Not um, dabbing. Well, there, there have been reports, been reports that like everybody's looking to trade back or at least interested in trading back. It would be hilarious if Miami traded back and picked up more than the Eagles did when they originally traded back with Miami about a month ago. Uh, Connor, you're up for your favorite team, uh, the Detroit Lions. How do you feel about picking for another team in silver and blue? I guess I'm excited. Um, <laughs> okay. I uh, were, are you nervous? I, I, didn't, I didn't know the Lions were one of my favorite teams, but uh, yeah, you know, we're, we're, we're Detroit pride. Um, the 313, dude. The 313, uh, you know, we, we made trucks a thing. Um, yeah. So, so I'm a lying, a lion for life, as they would say in Detroit. But uh, I, I think Do they we're say do- that. I don't think so. It just it flew flew out pretty well. So I went with it. Um, no, but I you know they need receivers. Marvin Jones is gone. Kenny Galladay is gone. They don't. I I don't know if I know a single receiver on their roster right now. Um, so Jamar Chase, I think that makes a ton of sense. I think he kind of fills in that Kenny Galladay role. He's a big physical uh, guy who can create in all three levels of the field. Good route runner. Uh, really good athlete. He tested a lot better than I think maybe his tape would suggest, but. 
he took the year off, uh, could have, you know, worked on his explosion, his uh, overall, you know, flexibility as an athlete. So I think he's athletic enough. Um, he's obviously got the ability to go get the football. He's got that alpha male mentality when going to play the ball in the air. Uh, he's just a, he's a really good fit for Detroit. You know, you just kind of got to rely on Jared Goff getting him the ball. Um, mm. But his his size, his catch radius, his body control, like all that stuff will play in Detroit with a quarterback who's not the most uh, – consistently accurate guy being on time, but I think he's a good fit for Detroit could help uh, really bolster the wide receiver room for him. I do not off the top of my head, but does anybody know Jamar Chase's high school team's mascot off the top of their head? I'm going to go with a, a lion. Well, no, I don't. I really <laughs> no. don't know, but, but it, it would be cool if it was a bear because then he would have been a bear and then a tiger and then a lion. So he would have like the whole oh thing my. checked. Uh, thank you very much. Yeah. Maybe I'm in the run for MVP. No big deal. Uh, another ferocious animal in the animal kingdom. Cole Patterson, you are up for the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, I think this would have been a uh, ideal fit or at least a potential landing spot for Mac Jones prior to the Sam Darnold trade. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they do have DJ Moore. They do have Christian McCaffrey. So they're pretty set at weapons. I know they did lose uh, Curtis Samuel. Um, so they could go wide receiver here. But at the end, I do have them adding Rashawn Slater, um, arguably the best offensive lineman in this draft, at least one of the, one of the two best. Um, I think he can slide in, uh, protect Sam Darnold, open up some running lanes for Christian McCaffrey and be a built – be a big building block for Matt Rule. Um, mm. They went they went all defense last year. I think they add offensive lineman uh, first round this year. We are coming up on the Cowboys pick. Cole, you just took the last tackle, the last conceivable tackle for the Cowboys at least, uh, and number ten off of the board. Panay Sewell gone, Rashawn Slater gone. You drafted them both, so it's actually your fault specifically. <laughs> um, no big deal. Dalton, you took Kyle Pitts for the Miami Dolphins. Uh, we have had nothing but offensive players go. There is one pick left before the Dallas Cowboys are on the clock. Who do you have the Denver Broncos trading again? We don't, ha- or not trading, uh, drafting. We don't have any trades in this particular mock draft. That would be Penn State linebacker Micah Parsons. Now, listen, I know that there's a lot of people that have, you know, kind of really talked down to Micah Parsons or, or, you know, about Micah Parsons throughout the draft cycle. A lot of people have said that he's not very good. Um, and, and I think part of that, <laughs> okay, just to be well, blunt, man. Of it, well, yeah, I mean, part of that is because we don't want the Cowboys to draft a linebacker in round one. Micah Parsons is an athletic freak. He came in to Penn State as a defensive end, um, switched over to linebacker, and immediately made a difference at a position that he hadn't played. And and so for me, I sit here and I think this guy is still learning. And as long as he can mature a little bit, because a lot of people don't like him, you know, for the, you know, off the field hazing, potential hazing incidents uh, at Penn State, um, or alleged, I guess is, is how I should say that. It's just, it doesn't all add up. And so Cowboys fans, I think, have gone a little bit hard on him when in reality he could be one of the the three or four best linebackers in the NFL if he gets it. He's got that high of a ceiling. Uh, Jared O'Dell says Denver will probably draft Sertan um, as I cover your face up, Dalton. Um, what was your thought there? Joe, by the way, agrees. So you've got two against one. Yeah, um, and so thought about that, but... They just got Kendall Fuller. I know he's on a one-year deal, um, and they could go with a corner here, but they have other needs on that team and on that defense. Um, and so I don't know if they end up going corner because of, of Kendall Fuller being there. 
Mm, well said. Well thought out. Okay, so this is the draft board as things currently lie. Picks one through nine are in. The Dallas Cowboys are on the clock. We're all watching the war room cam to see who's in there. Um, you know, we missed – I feel I that was a forgotten thing. We missed the war room camp last year. You know, not the exact same thing. So I'm um, really excited to get that back. Uh, but, uh, by the way, Lance Bell says, mm, why not Denver picking Trey Lance? Certainly um, – interesting but trey lance is in san francisco so mm-hmm. not possible uh but uh so connor scale of one to ten which is my favorite game uh with ten being the best one being the worst um this this has played out to what degree for the cowboys nine okay cole yeah i say nine as well dalton be different <laughs> uh seven. <laughs> oh well what's what do you what are you pissed about Pitts. Uh, no, I'm upset that Jalen Waddle is still on the board. Oh, <laughs> oh. Why, don't, why, don't, why don't I take him? Uh, so you are upset. Uh, I bleed blue 365, so 365. What about leap years? I bleed blue, but um, says Waddle to the Cowboys, let's do this. Uh, it appears that Dalton is a fan. Um, however, Connor, you have not won an MVP yet uh, throughout our live streams. This is your chance to really set yourself apart. Who do you have the Dallas Cowboys take? Yeah, you know, Dak Prescott's never won an MVP either, but you know, Tony <laughs> Romo never won an MVP either. But sometimes he just carries carries the whole league around 2014, whatever. We'll get to that later. But uh, I would really love to go Jalen Waddle here. I would love to do it because I think he is – I'd love to go Waddle or Devontae Smith. Both of those players would make me extremely happy. I'd draft them. I'd, I'd score 50 points a game. I'd, I'd be on cloud nine. But you got to fix the secondary. You, you the, the issues with the Dallas defense last year, I don't even think always came back to lack of talent. I think it came back to just not having intelligent football players uh, always on the field for you. I mean, when you're playing guys like Savion Smith, Richard Robinson. Who got suspended today, by who the got way, suspended for the first today. two games of the season. You know, Jordan Lewis, Shadobe Awuzie, a lot of guys who just aren't super football, high football IQ guys. And then you have a guy like Patrick Sertan there that makes a living being super intelligent, being super smart, being super fundamental, uh, doing everything, you know, just the way that it's taught. He doesn't go outside of his ability. He doesn't try to do too much. Um, the only thing he lacks, I think, is just the elite ball skills that you you look at for a corner. But he tested a lot better than expected. He's got ideal size. He's got ideal length. He's got ideal production in an SEC school. So it just makes a ton of sense uh, for me because I, I think he's he's a guy you're going to pair with Trayvon Diggs. You're going to have a very intelligent corner that can run multiple different schemes, can run multiple different coverages. You can disguise things a little bit easier than you did last year with Chidobe Awuzie with you know Rashard Robinson things like that. So just the the safe like like Andrew uh, said here, he's just a super safe pick. Um, I don't know that he'll ever be Jalen Ramsey, but he's going to play a high level football for you for like Cole said earlier, probably a decade. You'll get tons. You won't get any bust. You're not going to have the coverage bust that you saw from Trayvon Diggs. You won't see a lot of that when he gets beat. It's going to be that Byron Jones style of beat where he's right there in coverage and the guy just makes a play on the ball that he couldn't. Um, but for me, I just think this is a, this is probably a no brainer. They could go JC Horn. They could go that route too, and I'd be happy with it. But I think if both of these corners are still on the board, it's got to be one of them. That's well sold. Uh, well sold, Connor. I'm in. I'm down with you. Uh, Joshua Parker is not. Um, <laughs> says, well, Connor isn't winning MVP. Cole, uh, the only players you would prefer ahead of Patrick Sutan for the Cowboys are who? Like, just 
already been taken or just in general? No, like in or? general. It's Cole's world. We're all living in it. Who are the only guys you'd rather have over Patrick Sertan? Uh, Pitt, Sewell, and Waddle. Mm. Okay. So then this <laughs> isn't a 10 out of 10 for you, like in a literal sense. It's it's a 9 out of 10. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but like Connor said, he is a safe pick. Um, and I don't think he would be a bad pick by any stretch. But you asked me who I'd rather have, and there's certainly players I'd rather have. <laughs> Um, Dalton, um, interesting question for you, which is kind of a compliment for myself since I'm the one asking the question. Um, Patrick Sertan is the most predictable Cowboys pick since when? Cause it, it, I mean, like if I, and I, I've said this in a number of different places, but if we put all of the mocks in the universe into a bag and we stuck our hand in and pulled out 10 in a row, we would probably pull Patrick Sertan to the Cowboys out at least nine times. It is incredibly predictable. Who was the last pick that was at least this predictable? You know, in my opinion, I think it's Zeke. I mean, I know that there was the, the Zeke and Jalen talk, but I mean, I was pretty sure they were going to pick Zeke. Yeah, I, I was, was going to say Leighton because like the Leighton, you know, chatter was hot. And well, the, he, I, you could also go Tristan Hill because like that, that was. Was that chatter though? Or was that just everybody knowing who they were going to like? Like, like, I feel like we don't know that it's going to be Patrick Sertan, but sure. it's like. It, there's it's a really, the one that but, makes the most but like, sense. That's Leighton a really interesting Tristan, point. Leighton and Tristan, two weeks before the draft, people were telling me like, yep, that's who it's going to be if he's there. And we knew that they were going to be there. So it was like no, like a no-brainer. But that's a tough question. I do like that question, yeah. though, because it's been so long that like without certainty, without people telling like us or other people, the whispers being like, that's who they're taking, that we've – like because we haven't heard that about Sertan. It hasn't been, mm-hmm. oh, they're going to take Sertan. Like, right. Some people have been like, you know, Slater could be high on their board. Some people are like Pitt, you know, they're infatuated with Pitt. So, like, there's no, like, sure thing yet with this pick, which is kind of interesting. But I don't know. That's a good question. That's a really interesting point that you both uncovered. I'll give 60% of the credit to Connor, 40 to Dalton. Actually, 30 to Dalton, 10 to Cole, because, you know, Cole offered something as well. Let's let's not, you know, leave Cole out in the cold. Um, because they were predictable in different senses. That, right. that really that really and that's why Dalton, I think got, you'll come back. I'm gonna up your percentage and take away from, from Connors because I think it was Zeke. That was the true there are two different fits. I mean, in a in an overall sense, um, between Zeke and Jalen Ramsey. So that might be the true answer. Uh, Lori Haresh, friend of all of ours, all the way from the land mm-hmm. down under, says Leighton <laughs> yeah, Vanderesh is right. the answer. Uh, everyone was told so. Again, but that's different than Sertan because he is the most logical pick. Um, Technically, it'd be Tristan Hill the year after that because right. there was a month before the draft. I remember me, Dalton, and Cole doing podcasts, and we were like, well, we know who they're taking it. Whenever the pick, I don't remember when it was 57 or whatever. So who's it, who are they going to take in the third? <laughs> um, I do. Before we move on to you call with the 11th overall pick, want to address this. Uh, Jesse Sanchez on YouTube says trade down to 15, the Patriots and pick up their number one, 2022 and pick up Caleb Farley. Um, last week in Mel Kuyper's mock draft, he had the Cowboys moving back from 10 to 15 and they picked up new England's 2022 first round pick. They still walked away with JC Horn, uh, not Caleb Farley. However, um, I don't think this is 
practical. I don't know if you guys agree. This was not on our rundown. I don't have any graphics for it. Um, but I went and, and sort of looked back last week. I wrote about this at blogontheboys.com. The 10th overall pick has been traded out of on draft day in three of the last six drafts. Uh, the Buffalo Bills traded out with the Kansas City Chiefs in 2017. They went from 10 all the way to 27. So they did pick up a future first round pick, but that's a really large dip. Uh, and that was the pick that Kansas City took Patrick Mahomes in. In 2018, the next year, uh, the then Oakland Raiders moved back with the Arizona Cardinals. Arizona went up for Josh Rosen. Um, that obviously did not work out. But Oakland moved back five spots like this proposition entails and did not pick up a future first round pick. I think the highest pick they had off the top of my head, I wrote about this um, again, so you can find it on Blogging the Boys, but it was a third round pick. And they also traded one of their thirds from Martavis Bryant draft weekend, if you remember that. It was a really funny thing. Uh, but finally, um, two years ago in 2019, the Denver Broncos moved back from 10 to 20, which is where Chicago sits. We've talked about them as a potential trade back candidate for the Cowboys. They did pick up a second round pick in that draft. And uh, in 2019, they later used that to move up to get Drew Locke, which again, hasn't worked out either. Uh, but the point is, there's just like this idea that Mel Kuyper and whoever else is putting out. Uh, by the way, we just put the comment out with the article uh, on our stream. If you're on YouTube, you can see the link. Um, but I mean, it's it's not possible to me that the Cowboys could move back five or even 10 spots and pick up a first round pick. Do you agree, Connor? 10, yes. Five, I don't think so. I think I think if you move back 10 spots, you could definitely, especially for a quarterback, like if it's for Mac Jones or Trey and Lance. That, that Denver trade was not. It was Pittsburgh going up for Devin Bush. Um, right. So mm -hmm. not a quarterback like right. the Josh Rosen one was. We do have the, the article now up on our Facebook stream as well. Uh, but Cole, do you agree that that's impractical to expect moving down to 15 and picking up a, a first round pick? It's probably not likely, but if Patriots are in love with Mac Jones and he's still on the board here, then... Dallas might be able to get that from them. Um, teams are desperate for quarterbacks. Dalton, your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I think that that's the only way. I think it it would be difficult to pick up uh, another one for that. That would be tough. I think yeah. you would need you would need to have the fifth quarterback be the only one that's left, and and, and you would yeah. I think you would need multiple bidders. Yeah, it would um, have to be a quarterback. It's it's obviously yeah, sure. possible. It's yeah. obviously possible, but recent trade market would suggest that it's not. But okay, uh, Cowboys stick Patrick Sertan. If you want to read that, you can again wherever you're watching. Uh, Jared Odell, by the way, a great point. Bill Belichick is never desperate. We're talking about like that being the team that you know we're yeah. trying to hoodwink yeah. here. Um, yeah. So Cole, uh, you're up with the 11th overall pick. Connor made a huge leap forward in the MVP discussion. Um, so going from Jalen to MVP is a pretty uh, pretty sizable turnaround. Round, but you're up number 11 new york giants yeah uh, i know they added kenny galladay in free agency they have some decent weapons as well but i did consider uh, going with Jalen waddle or Devontae smith here um ultimately i do not want dallas to face them in the division and i do think <laughs> and i do think new york will probably want to build in the trenches so i went with um elijah Vera tucker um i think that's a uh sounds like a pick that new york would like they're they like to build the interior both sides of the line of scrimmage uh, Barry Tucker is a guy who's among the best offensive line prospects in this draft class. Um, like I said, they did they did um, address uh, receiver with Kenny Galladay, so they're not they don't need to take a wide out, even if that is an option. I think Barry Tucker could be a guy that uh, slides right in, becomes a starter there for the foreseeable future. It was reported today, Cole, by NFL Network CN Rappaport, that the Giants are among the teams considering moving back from the 11th overall pick. General Manager Dave Gettleman has never traded back in his history as a general manager in the first round specifically. Do you buy that? That they trade back? Yeah. No, I don't think they trade back. Mm. So you're calling him a hater? I mean, I mean history says they, they won't. 
So until until we're proven otherwise, uh, I have no reason to uh, think they will. Dalton, do you buy it? No. No. Gettleman's mm. a caveman. Connor, <laughs> do you buy it? No, I don't think so either. The track record shows he doesn't. I don't see why they do it this year with probably multiple good receivers and good linemen on the board. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, yeah. that's well said. All right. Let's move on to number 12 overall. Uh, Dalton, you are up next. Um, who do you have? Jalen Waddle is still on the board. If you do this, you're really going to hurt <laughs> your uh, your chances. Yep. This is this is how I end up you know, getting last place in the division, uh, 4-12 <laughs> record here. Um, the, the 12th pick is going to be going to be Alabama wide receiver Jalen Waddle. I'm really, really sorry, Joe. I, I don't want this either. Um, but it's the most realistic outcome, in my opinion, because they need somebody. They have screwed it up time in, time out. We just saw the video, I believe it was yesterday, of the Minnesota Vikings just laughing at the Eagles uh, for yeah. drafting last year um, and passing up on, on Justin Jefferson. So I, I think that they're going to go Jalen Waddle. They're going to get you know another speed guy, but Jalen Waddle is just he's so much more than that. And this is my worst nightmare because as good as I think Patrick Sertan is, Trayvon Diggs is, like they're not guarding Jalen Waddle. It's just not going to happen, and you got to see him twice a year now. So, uh, Jay Crowder, I agree, with, I agree Jay, with Jay. Yeah, Jay Crowder says if, if Hurts is thrown in the ball, it's far less <laughs> but but the issue with that is you can also hand him off the ball. You can throw him the ball yeah. behind the line of scrimmage. He can take punts back. He can return plus yeah. yards. Like it's it's all bad. It's all bad. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Well, I'm thank sorry. you for thank you for bringing that into our lives, Dalton. <laughs> I really appreciate that. Uh, hey, you know what? In in one way, Dalton just improved his MVP odds because he's being real. All right. You know, he's he maybe he's Jalen. He's telling it to us the way that it just is. You know, watch the film, guys. Watch I the mean, film. Uh, so, all right, Connor, you are up the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, another one of your favorite teams, I believe. I have a lot of favorite teams. Um, <laughs> well, you are go, kind of a bandwagon fan. Go Bolts. <laughs> yeah, Connor. Uh, Con- Connor is a New York Yankees and a Dallas Cowboys fan. Although <laughs> I say I say that wearing a Manchester <laughs> United uh, here, uh, so um, you know it. It is what it is. But go ahead, Connor. My apologies. Yeah, I, I mean, I think you could almost lock in one of these tackles being the pick at 13 for the Chargers. I think they could be an interesting team to move up to grab one of those guys if it's a guy that they love, like Slater, if he doesn't go you know, at 9, if you wanted to move back to 13 from 10, something like that. I know we didn't do trades, though. So Christian Derrishaw of Virginia Tech is the a, a top 12 player for me. He's my 11th-ranked player in this draft class. He is a – a uh, really good left tackle prospect. He is a left tackle. He's not a guy that you're really looking at moving in inside. He's going to play left tackle. Uh, he's super fluid, super athletic. He's long. He's got size. He's got speed. Um, he's a good pass protector. He showed really good signs of being a good run blocker too. I think that's probably like the one little thing he'll need to develop a little bit is just consistency as a run blocker. But you turn on like the UNC tape, he just absolutely destroys Chaz Surratt. Uh, multiple times in that game uh he's just a nasty dude i mean he he doesn't all people say like he doesn't always finish plays like he doesn't he doesn't always like drive guys into the ground but i think he has reps of him showing that nasty bloodline that that he has um and i think he is a a stud that that the chargers are going to be really happy with to protect justin herbert's blind side 
Wow. If anyone's MVP, maybe it is Justin Herbert and a couple of new offensive linemen this offseason. Things yep. looking pretty solid for another team that the Cowboys are uh, are set to face here in 2021. So good job, Connor, continuing to kick all of us while we are down. Uh, <laughs> Cole Patterson, the reigning MVP. You're up on behalf of Mike Zimmer's Minnesota Vikings, one of your favorite teams, as I understand. <laughs> yeah, big Vikings fan here. Um, he's Kirk, Coven, Kirk Hudson's guy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Is that your skull? Is that what yeah? That was my that was my Viking. Pretty horn. impressive. Okay. I think you should. I think you should win me just based on bad. that. <laughs> okay, cool. You're up. <laughs> okay, yeah. So, um, I think Philly would consider the guy who I'm going to give um, Minnesota. Um, obviously, they went Jay Waddle, which is hard, hard to pass up on him. Um, we know Mike Zimmer loves his defensive backs, so I've been going with uh, South Carolina defensive back J.C. Horn. He's arguably the best corner in this draft class. He's a guy that can get really physical. He plays a lot of swagger, um, which is what you really want in a cornerback. Uh, I know they took um, Jeff Gladney and Cam Dancer in last year's draft. All um, of the corners, all the DBs. They took all the corners. Yeah. Um, I don't think that should stop them from taking um, maybe the best prospect on the board right now in J.C. Horn. I think he can step in and be an impact player in that secondary. And like I said, I don't think Zimmer's going to pass on a, a defensive back that he really likes. Let's not forget that the Minnesota Vikings also signed Xavier Woods in free agency. I mean, you know, talk about an incredible boost. To the 80% secondary. of the time. It's been <laughs> fantastic. Um, Dalton, you are up uh, with the New England Patriots. We talked about this being a spot if the Cowboys did trade back. Um, and as evidenced by the fact that J.C. Horn just went 14 overall to the Minnesota Vikings, that would kind of suck. Um, so, you know, we don't have the board up right now, but hypothetically right here with Horn gone, if you're the Cowboys, you've moved back. What do you do? Do you take Caleb Farley? Uh, they would probably take Greg Newsom. Um, mm. One but thing you, I feel, you wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. I would take Caleb Farley um, if, if I'm going to be taking a, a corner. And listen, I, I really, really like Greg Newsom. My issue is that for some reason, his injury history isn't talked about the same way that Caleb Farley's is. You know, Caleb Farley, obviously, the the couple of back surgeries, he actually played through that back injury in 2019 um, and then had surgery on it and then had another surgery while he was training. But in Greg Newsom has played 17 games in college. He's missed 14 games in college. And for some reason, it's not talked about. Mm, except by Dalton Miller. Here on Talking the Draft. Everybody, listen to Dalton Miller. Now listen to him make the pick for the New England Patriots. Yeah, it's it's going to be Mac Jones, quarterback Mac Jones. Uh, mm. They don't have a, a future. I love Cam Newton, but it's quite obviously not Clearly what not. he used to be. Um, and, and so they, they go Mac Jones, um, and they get somebody who can run a, a ball control um, underneath style of offense. And it's not like Mac Jones can't push the ball down the field either. I just think that, you know, New England is going to have to kind of improve that offense a little bit or that offensive line a little bit, get a couple more weapons so he can facilitate that a little bit better and, you know, get to take some of those shots. Okay. I, guys, Dalton's doing really well here. I mean, he's, he's playing the hits. I believe blue 365, 80% of the time. It works all the time. So, mm -hmm. uh, Dalton, proud of you. Um, don't start counting the, the chickens, though. I mean, you know, just, just be careful. Uh, I Connor, count, so we're okay. <laughs> Connor, you are up with the Arizona Cardinals. Not one of your favorite teams. You hate the Cardinals. Uh, just want to just be on the record there. 
That's my, I don't think is that a cardinal? Thing. What are we doing right now? Have you never seen a cardinal before? What would be, oh. No, this is a cardinal, man. I don't know. Do you, do you guys remember last year when the bird gauntlet was a thing? Like, do you remember how happy things around the Cowboys were when the bird gauntlet stuff came out? Like, that was that was like, oh, man, they're just going to run through this thing. It's going to be awesome. And then they got blasted by the Cardinals that Connor's about to pick. Yeah, and... and... I think the Cardinals are an interesting interesting spot because they could go multiple ways. But I think uh, going with the guy we just talked about, Greg Newsome, makes a ton of sense. They lost Patrick Peterson. Uh, they, they ended up moving on from him. Um, so I think they're going to be looking for a guy that can step in and play corner. They have Buda Baker, who plays that versatile safety role, can do a lot of things for uh, that defense. So adding another kind of chess piece, a guy who, like Dalton says, like if he can stay healthy – he could be the best corner in this class. I saw a comment uh, in the comment section that just said that, and I think that's true because he's he's so fluid with his transitions. He's got good ball skills. Um, he's just he's a guy who hasn't been able to stay healthy throughout his career. Um, he's not the longest guy in the world either. But for some teams, they don't care about the arm length. They care about how physical you can be. They they care about how you know going to get the football, how fluid you can be as a uh, transition corner, being able to play the zone uh, schemes. And that's he did a lot of that stuff at Northwestern. So you're betting on health a little bit, but I think that uh, getting him at, at 16 here gives you a really good fit for that defense who can hopefully come in and, and replace Patrick Peterson. If the Cardinals disappoint this season, this isn't a draft-related question. Um, is Cliff Kingsbury out? No, well, it should be. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's like that. Like, I feel like Dalton, you were talking about things people don't talk about. Like, you know, like we're we're maybe two months away from like these coaches are on the hot seat, mm-hmm. and like Mike McCarthy is going to be like at the top of that list because people are dumb. Um, I, although it's it's a somewhat fair take. I mean. You, you get my point though. Like pe- people are jumping to that conclusion with Mike McCarthy, like on on a Nas boost right. compared to Cliff Kingsbury. Like, what has Cliff Kingsbury done in Arizona? For a while, we thought they were going to win the Super Bowl last year. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing is, we went into uh, I at least went into 2020 thinking that they were going to be a pretty decent squad, and they started mm. off hot and then just took a tailspin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, I mean, so I think I think. I mean, that defense was not good last year. Um, so I think that's why adding defensive chess pieces to it could, could help because the offense, I mean, the offense had its struggles at times, but I just think it's because Kyler Murray played inconsistent football last year. Exactly, like there were the yeah. times where he looked like he could be an MVP candidate, and then there was at times where he looked worse than Andy Dalton. And, and in the game, they beat the tar out of the Cowboys. Kyler Murray was terrible. Did he throw like eight passes? I believe he only threw like eight passes that game. I think he completed eight passes. Yeah, oh, thank you. he thank threw you a all. bunch, and all of them were <laughs> in the stands and stuff. And I was like, this guy is terrible. Um, but they still dropped like 38 on us. And I will say this. The, the Cardinals are the next team to change uniforms and completely ruin it, like the Falcons did last year and the Bengals did this year. Because it's just a they thing. They need like, to change their uniforms. They, well, but like it's – it's impossible to mess up these color schemes like, you know, black, red and white. But the Falcons did and even <laughs> orange, black and white. But the Bengals did. Um, so it is what it is. Uh, perhaps the best, perhaps the best color scheme in the NFL belongs to the Las Vegas Raiders. Cole uh, Dan Rogers says that each pick should be introduced with an inaccurate mascot impersonation. Um, so if you want to give your, your yes. best Raider uh, impersonation, I don't know what that would be. I'm not uh, even sure what, what, what that would mean. Just, just go punch a hole in your drywall. <laughs> just give me one uh, so I was thinking more like a like a, but that's like I think people associate that with the Bucks more than yeah. the Raiders. The but it's, it's 
it's the same thing. You know what I mean? Like, but whatever. Uh, but Cole, you are up on behalf of the Las Vegas Raiders. Where are you going? Yeah, I think this is one of the more interesting picks in the first round. Um, you can see the Raiders going in a number of different directions. Um, obviously, Gruden and loves big, big school players, um, high character guys. Um, I'm going to go with JOK out of Notre Dame. Um, they need more talent in the back end of that defense. Um, obviously, they spent a first round pick on Jonathan Abram. Just a couple of years ago, unfortunately, Abram's a liability in coverage. Um, he can't stay healthy on the field. Um, but JOK, he's, he excels in coverage. He can play all over the football field. He um, was pretty much a guy that Notre Dame used to match up with anybody on the opposing offense. Um, he matched up with Devontae Smith a little bit in the playoff game. Um, he's really a guy that you can use all over your defense. I think he'd be an ideal fit. Um for that Las Vegas defense to say, uh, look to rebuild and hopefully uh, get back into the postseason. Um, again, he comes from a big time program in Notre Dame, um, high character guy. I think he, he would be a match for um, what they're looking for. Well said, look at that. Cole Patterson for a Vegas Raiders head coaching job. I think we're all <laughs> endorsing that. Um, okay. Let's just, you know, the, Ra the Raiders are kind of insignificant here. Not like, you know, you had the misfortune of having their pick Cole, but um, I'm, I'm really excited to see what Miami does next, uh, especially yeah. Dalton coming off of the Kyle Pitts pick um, has a chance to really impress us all uh, in his bid for MVP tonight. Um, Dalton, the floor is yours. Don't mess it up. <laughs> You're on I mean, mute, buddy. You're on mute. Messed uh, up. <laughs> Listen, he wants to I, me, I quit. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I have never, I've never made Miami Dolphins fans upset before in my life. Never. Um, and I'm not going to do that today either because Del, they, every pick you're making looks like it's just incredibly taxing on your life because of the way you're you're bending your elbow. You're just like, look, man, uh, like it's. It's the way I'm dropping knowledge. I got I to gotta really pay attention here. Um, no, uh, so I obviously got Kyle Pitts early. It wasn't really a big need, but he's a, a generational type of talent. They still have a big need at wide receiver, but wait, there's more. Because Devontae Smith is still on the board, and Kyle Pitts and Devontae Smith are two of the guys that it came down to at six. Yeah. So if they can somehow get Devontae Smith at 18 – I mean, that's that's the biggest up. I mean, that's a complete home run. You get a guy who Tua Tungvaluwa is already comfortable with and a guy who has the catch radius of a pterodactyl. Like, it's just <laughs> impossible to fail if you are a half-decent quarterback at that point. Are we sure that a pterodactyl has, like, the largest wingspan of all animals that have ever lived? So it's one of the biggest. I actually looked up earlier the, the longest or the widest uh, wingspan for a plane, and um, I, I think I tweeted it out earlier. It's... <laughs> In, in an article or something um but yeah so the pterodactyls are massive i'm not denying that but um i actually think they're the scariest dinosaur in jurassic park like everybody gets all you know whatever about the t-rex right? stuff but like the pterodactyl can do a lot of damage in its own particular way so yeah it is what this it is. the strato launch is the widest winged plane in the world is it wider than the, a pterodactyl uh, I believe so. It's I think it's like mm. 136 feet wide or something like that. If man can make a an airplane that's wider than a pterodactyl, then I'm already less intimidated by the pterodactyl. So um, it is what it is. Uh, Connor, you are up. The Washington football team. You're pumped. I don't really have an impersonation for the football team. Um, uh, that was it. Hut, hut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I think they're still going to go receiver. I know they added Curtis Samuel uh, to the mix. Uh, with Terry McLaurin, 
Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick and Joshua Parker knocked it out of the park. Rashad Bateman, I just think, makes a ton of sense for that offense. Uh, Curtis Samuel can do a lot of the jet motion work. He can do a lot of the taking the ball out of the backfield work. Um, he's a good route runner. He's improved as an overall receiver over his last few years in Carolina. Terry McLaurin is obviously a stud, but I think adding Rashad Bateman to that group gives them three legit receivers um, and really pairs uh, up well against the NFC East, who – you know, the Philly doesn't have any corners. Dallas is kind of working towards finding some corners. The Giants have some corners, but you're you're really looking at building a strong offense to complement that dominant defense that they have in Washington. And Bateman can do that. I mean, he is electric with the football in his hands. He's not a burner by any means, but he's just quick in the open field. Tough guy to bring down with his toughness um, and agility in the open field. He secures everything. I think he snatches the ball out of the football, uh, out of out of the air, just super easy. He's got super soft hands, so I think that pick makes a ton of sense and makes that Dolph, uh, that that uh, football team offense just a lot more dangerous. That would really suck. Um, but the Cowboys had Patrick Sertan, so I mean, not all hope is lost, but a lot of hope definitely. Hopefully, lost. Patrick Sertan's on Terry McLaurin because sure, Terry sure. McLaurin son Trayvon Diggs a lot last year, so we. Mm. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, Connor, hurting your MVP causes. See how it is. Um, <laughs> all right. Let's speed through these next three so we can get the draft board up. Cole, for the Chicago Bears, you've got who? Yeah, the Chicago Bears are going with uh, Samuel Cosme out of uh, Texas. Offensive tackle, really athletic, big frame. Um, obviously, they probably want a quarterback, but I've been going offensive line. Dalton, for the Indianapolis Colts. Edge rusher from Georgia, Aziz Ojulari. Mm, did not have your mic on mute. Well done. Connor. You're up next on behalf I've of the Tennessee Titans. <laughs> One of my favorite players in this class, even though he does have some injury history, Caleb Farley, Virginia Tech corner. You said quick. You said quick. Well, yeah, everybody had like quick. one comment. I oh, thought you okay, were going to offer the comment. <laughs> well, okay. they, they, they lost to Dory Jackson in free agency. Bringing in Caleb Farley gives them another ultra-athletic dude who can man up on the outside. And if he's healthy, I think he's the best corner in this class. All right, so here is where things stand after the first 22 picks in our mock draft here tonight on the live stream. We appreciate those of you watching on YouTube, those of you listening on Facebook or watching on Facebook, and those of you listening after the fact on the Blog and the Boys podcast network. Uh, Caleb Farley certainly somebody who a lot of people like if the Cowboys do trade back. We did not do any trades in this particular mock. Uh, Cole, you picked on behalf of the Chicago Bears. So I want to ask you first because we have discussed uh, picks 15 and 20 as potential trade back candidates for the Dallas Cowboys. Um, had the Cowboys moved back to 20 who would you take for them there at that point given who had gone in the first 19 picks I put you on the spot but you guys yeah, gotta work you if you want to win MVP I mean um yeah and if you're 20? watching along live to buy these guys some time who would you have taken if the Cowboys were picking at 20 if they had traded back um so you've got everybody except the first 19 picks to choose from Cole you're up first yeah, I'm injured or I'm scared from his yeah, back sure. injury, but I really like uh, Caleb Farley. Um, I think that's who I ultimately ended up going with, especially with Greg Newsom already off the board, JC Horn, a uh, couple picks before that. Okay, so we've got one for Caleb Farley. Uh, Dalton, I'm going to go with you last. Con uh, Connor, you up next. Who would you have taken for the Cowboys? It can't be Caleb Farley in the interest of, you know, differences. Well, and so, that Dalton, you can't pick who Connor's going to take. I was going to do something different instead of saying Caleb Farley, even though that's Look at the flex from Connor. This guy wants MVP. <laughs> He's one okay. step ahead. I'd be going with my, my horn frog, Trayvon Morig. Um, I yeah. think that makes a ton of sense. I think they have a lot of interest in him. They worked him out at his pro day. They have a need at that free safety spot. He can do a lot of different things in that defense. So I think they, that's a player 
Um, they, he might not be the highest ranked player on my board there, but I think it's a player that they would definitely consider at 20. All right, Dalton, you wound up taking Aziz for the Indianapolis Colts. I bleed blue 365 covering you up on the stream here momentarily says that that's who they would have taken uh, for the Dallas Cowboys for the 20th overall pick. Is that a sentiment that you share? Uh, no, it is not. I would have oh! <laughs> taken uh, Jalen Phillips from Miami. Yeah. Top edge rusher um, for me personally. Okay. Um, do either of you like anybody else's pick more than your own? Dalton, I'll start with you because you yeah. went last. Caleb Farley. Caleb okay. Farley. So, yeah. so you both. Okay. So, wow. Cole looking for back to back MVPs. Okay. All right. Gary <laughs> went first. Hey, the he's the the my if you want to go first, win MVP, <laughs> and then you get to go first the next week. That's the exactly. way it works. Yeah. You, you um, guys better chill or Cole's going to go missing here in a second again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Cole, uh, you are up next with the New York Jets. Go ahead and make your pick. Yeah, they took uh, Zach Wilson with the second overall pick. They got to get him um, some protection. I'm going with Tevin Jenkins out of Oklahoma State. Um, obviously, they drafted Mekhi Becton last year to get the left tackle. Um, but uh, Jenkins, a right tackle, he's a guy with a mean streak. He's very aggressive. He excels, you know, in, in pass protection. He can. He's very good in run blocking as well. He's not as polished as some of the other guys. He's probably in that next tier of offensive tackles, kind of along with uh, Cosme. He's a guy that um, has some upside to him. Um, like I said, he has a mean streak. He plays to the whistle. He plays nasty. Um, I think that's what New York needs. Um, you drafted a quarterback number two. You got to invest some resources into uh, holding him upright. Okay, you call. That's what they need. You need to be in charge of the New York Jets. Would you? Would you like living in New York? Uh, uh they would have to give me a big salary in order well, to afford to live live up in New York. Well, you would you'd live that. in New Jersey, so it wouldn't be. Yeah, that, that's well, true, I mean, yeah. I'm I'm speaking like an NFL world. You know what I mean? Like you would live <laughs> oh, in New York, but talk. you live in New Jersey. Ted Mosby hated New Jersey, so maybe you wouldn't. Uh, who knows? But uh, either way, Dalton, you are up next for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Tristan Mesa said that they were eager to see who y'all draft to the Pittsburgh Steelers. So don't let Tristan down. <laughs> Well, um, I guess it all depends on whether he is a fan of running backs in the first round or not, um, because be- mm. because they are taking Najee Harris mm. uh, from Alabama. I- I've heard that this there's a very decent chance that this could end up being the pick for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I would go the opposite direction. I would go Creed Humphrey here personally. They uh, obviously they lost their center. Um, he retired. Um, is it Maurice or? Mark, which which Pouncy brother was it? I think it was Marquise Pouncy. Marquise, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Marquise retired, <laughs> and so you have to have a, a replacement there. Um, and I think the Creed Humphrey would be a good one to to be there, but I, I think that they make the wrong pick and go Najee Harris. Mm, wow. All right, Dalton Hayden on the Pittsburgh Steelers playing to the fans. I see it. I see it. Well done, uh, Connor. You are up next, and you are picking on behalf of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Your second Jacksonville Jaguars pick. Pretty neat how that all worked out, how you had the Jaguars picks, Cole had the Jets picks, Dalton had the Dolphins picks. Nice symmetry here. By the way, quickly, uh, Tristan wanted to clarify, I'm not a Steelers fan. Uh, Tristan, a lot of the fans want Najee, but like Dalton, I think they should go offensive line. Look at that, Dalton. You turned it around, dude. (laughs) Wow. Connor, follow that. Yeah, I think – I think the Jaguars should. I think the Jaguars should definitely look to go receiver here. Um, you know they have DJ Shark. I, I, I like him a lot, but I think you know and they drafted Lavisca Chenault last year. But I think if they could add another good receiver to that offense with Trevor Lawrence, uh, they could they could look really good. But for me, I went with Trayvon Morig, um, the safety mm, out of TCU. Guy. 
think my guy, I love him. Um, and this is right where I kind of have him graded towards that, you know, mid twenties. I think he's 25th on my board. Um, he's just a dude. I mean, he, he, he goes and gets the football. He's a good tackler. Uh, he's good in space. He, he kind of does everything. He's kind of like the Patrick Sertan for safeties. There's nothing, there's no big holes in his game. He's just a smart, intelligent football player. He brings leadership. He plays, he turns the ball over. Like he does everything you want in your safety. And I think that'd be a really good pick to start building that defense back up to where it was a few years ago when they were one of the best defenses in the leagues uh, when they were, were in the playoffs and should have probably made it to the uh, AFC uh, championship. They did make it to the AFC championship game. They lost they it lost to the New England Patriots. New England Patriots, yeah. Had, that, was mile, they, that was a Miles Jack fumble. Yes. Right, yeah. They should have made it to the Super Bowl then, excuse yeah. me. Had, had, they won, had they won that game, and I'll go quickly, just yes or no, all three of you, Connor, did they beat the Philadelphia Eagles? In Super Bowl 52. No. Cole. Cole. Nah. Dalton. Nope. Mm, all of you losing points. Mm. <laughs> There's well just done. too much like everything was going Philadelphia's way. I mean, it was like it was like a storybook. Cole. The hell. I mean, <laughs> you know. Uh whatever. All right, Cole. <laughs> the Cleveland Browns are up next. You've got them. Do something cool. Yeah, um, so they already have Miles Garrett, uh, freaking nature on that de- defensive line. They just signed uh, Jadavion Clowney um, as well to a one-year deal. Um, I have them bolstering that defensive line even more. Um, you know, they got Lamar Jackson in the division. They got, uh, obviously, Joe Burrow. They need to get some pressure, and they can get to the quarterbacks. Um, so I'm going to UCLA, uh, or I mean, former UCLA and former Miami Hurricane edge rusher, uh, Jalen Phillips. Um, guy with some injury history, um, concussions, had to medically retire. For a little bit, uh, obviously transferred over uh, to Miami and excelled there. Um, probably the best pass rusher on film in its entire draft class. But, you know, the injury history kind of scares some teams away. Um, you can move Clowney inside in, uh, with Cleveland. Um, you have the trio of Clowney, Phillips, and Garrett. Uh, probably the nastiest in the league. Um, obviously, definitely near the top um, in Cleveland. That's how you build uh, playoff rosters. And I think uh, that would be a smart pick by them. Yeah, this is one of the more fun picks. I mean, Dalton's kind of leading that with the Dolphins, but this this would be a lot of fun just to watch. As yeah, they go in a number of ways, yeah. Um, okay, Dalton, Baltimore Ravens. Be cool. There's only one pick for the Baltimore Ravens in any mock draft that anybody does ever. <laughs> it's Joseph Asai, the edge rusher from Texas. He's just He was born, he came out of the womb, and was a, a Baltimore Raven already. The way that this dude plays the game is everything that that city and everything that that organization stands for. All that dude does is try his hardest on every single play. It's ridiculous to the point where people thought that he wasn't as good of an athlete as he actually ended up being in testing because he's always playing so hard. They were like, yeah, he's just a try hard. He's not actually that explosive. And he was. Um, and, and so for me, I think he had the one bad game against Tevin Jenkins, which kind of soured a lot of people on him, but he is outstanding overall. He played out of position um, at out, like actual off ball linebacker before this past season. Um, I think that he's going to continue to grow as an edge rusher. And he does have that added bonus of versatility where he can play, you know, in coverage roles as well. So I, I it's the only pick for me for the Baltimore Ravens. All sold. Okay. All right. Okay. Let's let's finish strong. Connor, the New Orleans Saints, your fifth favorite team. I don't have a Saints sound either to make, I guess, but um, <laughs> I think they're going to look to bolster that wide they receiver. They have a lot of sounds. Like their fan base is really loud. Like, you know, 
there's there's isn't there a guy with a whistle hat? I feel like I've seen like he has like a Saints whistle on his. Sounds head. like no you're idea. the Saints. It sounds like you're the Saints fan, not me. Yeah, hey, I mean, hey. you know, hey, I'm just I'm just here to point fingers. All right, Connor, and if you if you want to win MVP, you'll point them back at yourself. Let's be careful here. Uh, but who do you have New Orleans taking? I think uh, Terrence Marshall makes a ton of Terrence Marshall makes a lot of sense here out of LSU. Uh, they have Michael Thomas, and they've been trying to find that next dude to to play receiver for him. Emmanuel Sanders was there for a, a brief stint. They, they've moved some of these, you know, kind of twitch twitchy players around as slot guys, but they haven't found like a legit wide receiver number two. I know Traquan Smith out of UCF has been there for a while too. So uh, Terrence Marshall will give them a legit wide receiver two on the outside, a guy who can move in and play some slot too. He did that at LSU. Another really athletic dude who really shined this year with Jamar Chase sidelined um, with an opt-out. So I think he makes a ton of sense because he's a good route runner. He could stretch the field vertically kind of like a similar style of player to Jamar Chase, just different in some uh, aspects of their game. But I think that he's kind of that, you know, not quite tier one guy, tier two guy with great athleticism, ball skills, uh, ball tracking skills. And he can really do a lot of, a lot of good things in that offense. If they can get some quarterback play out of old, old Jameis. Cole, the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. Um, I feel like some fans might want them to go wide receiver. Um, feels like they've ignored that position uh, for many years. Um, but Alan Lazard came on strong. Last year, alongside uh, Devontae Adams, um, they need secondary help. Uh, obviously, Kevin King got toasted against uh, the Buccaneers. Um, they need some upgrades there. And I'm going with our guy, Pito Melfonwu, um, guy, lengthy corner, um, can match up well in that division. Um, you know, I think he obviously playing in Syracuse. He's used to kind of playing those elements already. I think he'd be an ideal fit uh, for Green Bay. Okay. Dalton, your last pick. On behalf of the Buffalo Bills, what you got? Make it make it epic. It's another running back, guys. Uh, we're going Travis Etienne. Uh, you've lost. Getting, you're, you're out of the running. MVP. We're you're getting. Out. We're get, listen. We're getting that speed into the backfield. They already took Devin Singletary a couple of years back, and his whole thing was his ability to to make guys miss. Um, and, and that's what they are tr- going to try to get. With Travis Etienne, he was obviously a, a better receiver in his later years. It's something that he improved on year in and year out. Um, he's still getting a little bit better as a blocker, but having him and Josh Allen brings two legitimate home run type of of uh, weapons in the backfield. That would be fun. I mean, like I hate it, you know, but it would still yeah, be cool. for sure. Um, but it's just the way it has to happen is is dumb and stupid. Uh, Connor, the Kansas City Chiefs, your last pick. You are in the running. This is down to you and Cole because again, Dalton disqualified himself with two running backs in the first round. Uh, so you guys are really you have this is your last chance to impress the judges. They obviously had a lot of offensive linemen leave them um, this year. They they lost the Super Bowl pretty much because their offensive line couldn't play to a standard that would allow the offense to work. Uh, so I think Alex Leatherwood out of Alabama makes sense here. I think they could also look at Liam Eichenberg out of Notre Dame as that left tackle prospect. But Leatherwood offers that inside-out versatility, a guy who can play left tackle, has played some right tackle, can play some guard as well. So he can play all over the offensive line. Uh, he is a big lumbering guy. He kind of plays that way too. He has some athleticism to him as well. Um, but he just he, he's a big, strong, powerful dude. I think he's kind of – 
gotten lost in the mix and probably been picked at more than some of these other guys just because of how deep this offensive tackle class is. But I still like Leatherwood a lot. Uh, I think he's going to have a long – I mean, again, he's never going to be, I don't think, a pro bowler every year, but I think he's a dude who start 10, 12 years in the league, uh, can play games at the left tackle, right tackle, you know, guard if you need him to. And I think that versatility and just the, the high floorness that he offers uh, coming out of Alabama, it, it makes a lot of sense for Kansas City there looking to bolster back their offensive line. I call the first shot has been levied. It's your chance for a rebuttal. Closing arguments, Tampa Bay Buccaneers for back-to-back yeah. MVP titles. <laughs> a lot of pressure on the line here. Um, yeah, Tampa could go in a number of different ways. Obviously, they're returning all 22 starters from that Super Bowl winning team. They could go. They could be uh, go the sexy route and take a wide receiver. Um, they could go defensive line. Maybe uh, add some insurance on the offensive line. They could go a number of different routes. Ultimately, have them going to local kid out of Dallas. Uh, Levi Onzerike out of Washington um, to play that defensive line um, fit right there. You know, they got uh, Sue, they got uh, Vita Vey. Uh, I think he could fit in well on that defensive line and uh, make that defense even stronger um, as they go for a repeat. Okay, guys, you did a great job here with the mock draft. Kudos to all of you, really. I mean, if I could give out three MVP awards, I would. <laughs> um, let's let's go this. Let's go backwards. Cole, who was your favorite pick, or what was your favorite pick? That Dalton made. Ooh, Dalton. Huh? Based on value, I'll go with Devontae Smith to the mm. Okay. All right. Connor, what was your favorite pick that Cole made? Ooh. I'd have to say Jalen Phillips to Cleveland just because of the value. Um, not even that they need an edge rusher, but I think when you get a guy like Phillips fall all the way to you at 26, it's just hard to pass that up. Okay. And Dalton, what was your favorite pick that Connor made? With your mic unmuted, please. I'm thinking. <laughs> this guy. I'm thinking. Guy. I'm thinking. Con- Connor took Patrick Sertan again. If you wanna, you wanna put I, yourself I back in the mix here. I mean, you know. I, I can't. I can't. I can't do it. Listen, Justin Fields going to Atlanta is going to yeah. be awesome. I I can't understate that. I think it's going yeah. to be incredible to watch him, um, because I, I if he does end up somehow getting drafted there. I don't think it's too, too long until he ends up on the field. And he's going to be a lot of fun with those weapons, man. See, like, I think the best way to summarize how I feel about the idea of Justin Fields in Atlanta is that's the, like, fastest path any player's ever had to, like, the Madden cover. You know what I mean? Like, it would be awesome. Yeah. Like, it, it, that's, yeah. that's, like, the best. That's the, the way my heart feels about it. And, like, not that that wouldn't translate to success in the NFL, but it would just be really cool all of the time. Uh, and they, then like Atlanta would turn into like everybody's favorite Madden team. Okay. If you're watching live uh, with us, obviously if you're watching later or listening to the podcast, you can't do this, but who do you think should win the MVP tonight? Uh, let's see here. Uh, Connor there or Cole, excuse me. There was a, a, a comment that was boosting you up. I'm trying to find it. Maybe it got deleted. Uh, here we go. Joshua Parker. There we go. For Cole. Um, you know, it's it's tough. Um, I feel like for, I defended my crown pretty well. For full um, perspective. I didn't, I didn't take two running backs. That's true. For full perspective, two weeks ago, Dalton, <laughs> the, the last time we did this exact exercise, Dalton won MVP. Um, last week when we did full Cowboys mock drafts, you can watch either of those videos uh, on our YouTube channel if you go back in the history. Uh, Cole really just had the best overall draft class for the Cowboys. He did a bunch of trades, uh, walked away with Greg Newsom the second. So, you know, still a pretty solid first round pick and a lot of other capital that people really liked. Uh, Connor questioned legitimacy of the simulators that Cole used. There was a, a bit of contentiousness <laughs> last week. Um, um, Connor, you haven't really done anything of note the last two weeks, if I'm being honest with you. Um, however, 
you did pull off the Justin Fields pick here. Yeah, um, yeah. you did also, I love what you did for Jacksonville. Um, and you, you kept it the most realistic, I think, uh, of everybody, um, Connor and more than anything, Connor last week, I gave you the Jalen Smith award. And if, if we, as Dallas Cowboys fans know anything, it's that if you're Jalen Smith, you get boosted up sometimes for no reason. So tonight's MVP <laughs> Connor Livesy from bloggingboys.com. Connor, well done. Uh, do you have any thoughts? Uh, do you have any, anything, anybody you want to thank? Um, any, anything to offer us here as we close? All I know is you guys are a bunch of haters. <laughs> you just and won MVP. I just gave you the most coveted award. I'm just here so I don't get fined. And you guys hate on my realistic aspirations for this draft. And it just very – I go, I go to sleep every night and go – RJ Cole and Dalton are just making fun of me because I'm not I'm not picking Trevor Lawrence in the third round. Uh, Joe is a big fan of yours. Connor wow. gave you that's the, right, Joe. Um, that's right, know. Joe. Let's go, baby. Um, so while you did win MVP, there are awards to be had by everybody. Cole, um, you know, a, a solid draft, really, um, and, and most specifically, a solid draft for a New York-based team, but really just kind of boring. The dog um, needs so the MVP. The Dave Gettleman Award goes to Cole Patterson and his dog, um, you know, just for kind of a, Should a, be a Bill Belichick Award, right? Uh, a boring overall, you know, something you're going to try to sell to your fans. Trust me, guys. I know what I'm doing. Uh, you know, it is what it is. Your thoughts, Cole, on, on the Dave Gettleman Award tonight. Yeah, uh, I was going for back-to-back -back MVP awards. Um, I'm glad Connor won it. Um, uh, if I had to lose it to somebody, glad it was him, I guess. Um, yeah, Cole, <laughs> <unmute your> mic. <laughs> yeah if, if he had muted, if he had not unmuted his mic and if he had not um, drafted two running backs in the first round. He would have had a better case for that. Um, but I humbly accept my award, um, and we'll go back. Uh, we'll try to get our MVP award back next week. Okay. Uh, well, we have to round it out, obviously. Dalton, you did not come up shy in the awards department. Um, again, nothing is as prestigious as the MVP award. Um, now, I think, and we'll put the draft back up one more time. Um, Dalton, uh, Dalton, you walked away with Kyle Pitts and Devontae Smith, I mean, for the Miami Dolphins. Like, I don't think there's any question – South Beach is welcoming you with open arms. Um, Micah Parsons to the Broncos, you know, boring. Like so, to me, it really does feel like like a, a particular portion of the time you were on, right? So you were all about effort, just in specific spurts. You mentioned him earlier. The Xavier Woods Award winner tonight on the Blog and the Boys Ooh. live stream is Dalton Miller. Congratulations. <laughs> uh, do, do you have anything to say? I mean, anything at all? Yes, I actually do. Um, I actually turn my mic over so I can see the green or the red light on my mic to tell me if it's muted or unmuted. And you know what? I think I'm just going to go with this from now on and just have this piece of metal in front of my face. Um, okay. Well, guys, that was a job well done. Proud of all of you. This was the third week in a row that we live streamed here on the Blog of the Boys YouTube channel. Our first on the Blog of the Boys Facebook page. If you missed the live stream, you're catching it later. Make sure you subscribe here on the Blog of the Boys YouTube channel. Like our Facebook page. We'll be back next Tuesday, a couple of days ahead of the draft. These guys will give you their final thoughts going into it. If you want, you can listen to this conversation and all of their great conversations on the Blog of the Boys podcast network available on all major podcast platforms at Apple devices, Spotify. 
Spotify, uh, wherever else you want to get your podcast. That's up to you. Anybody have any closing thoughts? These are the little, literally the final seconds. Anything on your chest you want to get off? Now is the time. Please raise your hand like Dalton did earlier if you have a thought. Connor, you're up. I'm releasing my draft guide tomorrow, so follow me on Twitter and figure out how to get that so I can feed my family and not live on the street. Okay, so actually, I'm really happy that Connor brought this up. My bad, Connor. I don't win an award tonight because I didn't boost you. Connor puts together this draft guide. It's a work of art. Uh, it's it's a PDF file, ultimately, right, Connor, that people can access, people can read. How many prospects are in this draft guide? It's going to be like reports on like 129-ish. I'm trying to finish up the last few today, but – there's a bunch of different rankings and final mock drafts, and there's a bunch of different stuff in it. So we will you'll definitely learn, you'll learn a lot. We will definitely reference it and, and use we'll shamelessly use some of Connor's own material on the show next week. Uh, again, check him out on Twitter at Connor NFL Draft to get access to it. Anybody have anything else? Dalton's on Twitch. I'll, like I don't know if Dalton lives in a three dimensional world because he's always on Twitch, no. always on YouTube. <laughs> um, any anything you got, Dalton? Uh, yeah, I'm about to uh, pop on Twitch, actually, and do my top 10 edge rushers of the class. Uh, so uh, twitch.tv slash Dalton B. Miller. All right, Cole, anything you want to plug besides uh, love and joy for the world? Yeah, you can find my work at a to Z sports Dallas.com. Um, and, and like I said, I'll be coming for that MVP award next week. All right. The most important week. Everybody have a great week. We'll see you next time. These guys love you all. They'll give you all hugs as soon as it is socially acceptable to do so. We'll see you guys. Have a great week. 